I'm Obi. I'm here with Ed. And of course, we are drinking from the Garden Hose, your favorite podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, including but not limited to Spotify, Samsung, and Apple Podcasts. Remember to like us, leave comments, and share us with your friends so they can get in on the fun. Hey, Ed, uh, how are you? And I, I hear you have a complaint about one of our listeners. Yeah, Obi. Listen, I'm I'm doing well. Happy New Year. First podcast uh, in the in the 2022 calendar year. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm another calendar year older or not. I'm feeling a little cranky tonight. And one of our listeners contacted us after our uh, party episode and wanted to remind us of all the stories we didn't tell. Yet this is the same individual that wouldn't come on our part, our podcast because they didn't want to lose their job. So I thought it was really ironic that he was telling us we should have told stories x y and z yet he's the one that's afraid of losing his job so i just had to get that off my chest absolutely because i think we made it pretty clear that th- those were just a sampling of our stories the ones we felt most comfortable sharing uh he really went for some stories that i think uh funny enough would have painted him in the worst of light because uh, we both know who this guy is <laughs> And yeah, he's the one who's always scared. So we see you not coming on our podcast, not having been our first guest. Instead, we've had Ed's brother and nephew, but not you because, oh, I'm afraid that I can't control myself on a podcast. Yeah. So I just had to get that off my chest. And then Obi, again, like I said, I'm, I'm another calendar year older. I got another thing I got I to gotta go off on. So I went to the doctor today for my yearly physical. No, we're not going to go down any proctology stories here, but um, I got I got some bad news. And, and and let me just tell you, getting old sucks. I uh, we were going through my blood work and we were going through my cholesterol. Everything's good there. We, I, I didn't gain any weight from last year. That's good. We got to my glucose. That was good. So, I, you know, I'm not diabetic. We, we talked about my PSA. I don't have prostate cancer. Everything was good. And then he circled these two bold numbers and he goes, well, you have elevated liver levels here. Uh, let me ask you some questions. I'm like, oh boy. So what do you question you think he asked? He asked, do I drink alcohol? That's what he asked. Did he not listen to the last podcast episode? But Apparently your man, doctor's not a fan. Uh, apparently not. Um, so I figured, well, he's my doctor. I'm a mature man. I should tell him the truth. And would you believe that the truth got me a reprimand that I'm not supposed to drink that much alcohol? Oh boy. Uh Oh, I, I was just told by my doctor today that I got to knock it off on the weekends. I'm like, what, are you kidding me? I've been doing this for decades. I'm like, this is nothing new. Like why did my liver spike? He goes, well, you're getting older. Your liver slows down. So getting old sucks. Obi. Wait, wait. He said, knock it off on the weekends, but the weekdays are still good to go. All right, so here's what I learned. I learned that if you don't drink Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, it actually doesn't help. You should actually drink Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but in moderation, and that's okay. But if you have like three or four beers on a Friday night, that's not good. (laughs) You know, you are getting old because the Ed Phillip I I grew up with uh, if he had three or four beers and uh, didn't have three or four beers on any night, there was a problem. We are getting old. Yeah, and my liver was fine back then. But anyway, I'm just telling you. So moral of the story, you go to the doctor and you have elevated liver levels. 
you have two choices immediately to make. One, tell the truth and maybe live a long life. Or two, lie and you get to drink beer still. Wait, Ed, there, there is a third option. Tell the truth and ignore him. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Speak, I, speak. But 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 before just one but the last thing I want on my headstone is here lies Ed Philip refused to listen to his doctor. And not only did I mean I'm glad you listened to your doctor and Ed, I think both of us growing up, we made a choice every now and again to listen to our fathers and the types of advice they gave. You have any nuggets that your father gave you that either you chose to listen to or chose not to listen to? Yeah, so I've been racking my brain about this, and and my father, he's not a very talkful, talkative individual. So he he really let his actions speak louder than than his words. And just a couple pieces of advice I got from him is, uh, one was if somebody shoots a BB gun, if somebody aims a BB gun at you, they're probably going to shoot you with it. And uh, so, you know, if you're if you're throwing snowballs at the house. And your dad aims the BB gun out the window and says, throw another one, I'll shoot you. The advice I got from him that day was, I will shoot you because I threw the snowball, got it through the window, and I wouldn't believe it, but he shot me. I was 12 years old, and the guy shot me with a BB gun. I, you know, I think that's a good piece of advice. Anytime anyone puts any weapon at you, you should assume that they are willing to use it, that they're not... Uh... They're not just showing off that they own the uh, the device, be it a BB gun or anything else. That that's a good piece of advice, and and I'm I'm glad your father you know gave you advice uh, from such a young age. My, when I was twelve, my father only had one one good piece of advice, and it wasn't so much advice as more of a direct order. Um, uh, my father and I, I'm imagining your father. They they came from a time and a place where uh, the way the labor in the house was divided is my father did most of the labor, most, not all of the labor out of the house. And my mom did most, not all the labor in the house. And so when my mom would go away for whatever reason, she would go away, you know, girl's trip or, or whatever. He, my father's rule, uh, which is a good piece of advice was if you use a dish, wash a dish. I don't think the man knew how to wash dishes. So that was his piece of advice and rule to us. If you use a dish, wash a dish. And a, and a piece of advice I try to give my kids, but they don't listen to that one. <laughs> Mine don't either. I, I'll tell you what, it, it, you know, talking about that type of advice, right? It, it's the other unspoken pieces of advice that I got growing up. Like, for example, like my dad never changed diaper. You know, we're talking about a different time, right? My dad never changed diaper or maybe he changed one and he still brags about it. But guess what? I didn't change too many diapers either because somehow that advice was passed on to me while I was an infant. <laughs> I, I wish my father had conveyed that message to me when I was a child. I, I definitely split diaper duty uh, growing up, uh, raising my children. Um, my father is also famous for one other piece of advice, which he didn't give me until it was too late. He then has given it to both of my children and my brother and my brother's children. And we all don't know what to make of it uh, because that advice has kind of changed over time, especially with TikTok now. But my father's advice was you should be an accountant. I don't know. I'm not taking it. My kids aren't taking it. But that was his other sage piece of wisdom. <laughs> was your dad an accountant? 
Nope, that's not the accountant. Not at all. So he still thinks everyone should be an accountant, but no one has any idea why you should be an accountant. That is correct. It's not, it's not, it's not one of those things where there's an explanation. It's just, you should be an accountant. I think it's just his way of getting out of the conversation, out of a deep conversation about what you want out of life. <laughs> Gives you the most boring topic whatsoever you could do with the rest of your life and yeah. figures you're just going to leave it alone and, and leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he says, isn't your friend Jim an accountant? So, and he's right. But uh, yeah. So I'm going to, you know, again, talk, uh, I'm telling you, my dad doesn't, didn't talk much, uh, but I learned from him. So here's another piece of advice I got from him, but it was through actions. So when I was young, you know, my dad was a volunteer firefighter, still is to this day. Um, and I, we were at the firehouse and my, you know, fundraiser was going on there selling Christmas trees across the street. And me as a 10 year old boy, I was left alone in the firehouse with my, my friend whose dad was also selling Christmas trees across the street. So, you know, we used to run around, climb on the fire engines. A lot of fun. It was like a, like a jungle gym and the air sirens on a, a fire engine, they sound really cool when they're going right, but they're on the front of the engine and you know, you could spin those things there. There's no, there, there's cages on them today, but they weren't back then. And if you stuck your finger in the side of it, um, those were really heavy, heavy, heavy things with holes in them. They would lop the tip of your finger off. I know this because I did this one evening. And uh, I lopped the tip of my index finger off. And so there was blood everywhere. So someone goes and gets my dad. My dad comes over. Now, there's an ambulance there. So they put gauze on it. And I'm holding it up. And and uh, I'm just looking at my finger there sitting on the back of the one fire engine. And the gauze just turns bright red. And I'm kind of squeamish. Uh, and I just fainted. Next thing I know, I wake up on the floor of the of the firehouse in a, a pool of urine. I, I pissed my pants as a 10-year-old. And um, anyway... My dad gets me up. I got piss all over me. And he looks at me and he says, uh, we got to go to the hospital. And I said, no way am I going to the hospital. I just pissed my pants, dad. We're, we're not going to the hospital. We got to go home first. He's like, no, we can't go home. We have to go right to the hospital. I said, no, I'm going home. I'm changing. He goes, nah, don't worry about it. Everybody at the emergency room pisses their pants. You're going to fit right in. <laughs> Are you sure? He's like, yeah, hey, buddy, remember? And all the guys at the fire say, yeah, we take people in the ambulance all the time. Everyone pisses their pants. So me, dumb 10-year-old, I go to the emergency room with my dad, thinking that everyone pisses their pants. We walk in the emergency room. Of course, I'm a boy, 10 years old. First thing I did was look around, right, to see everyone else who had pissed their pants. I bet you're not surprised when I tell you there was not one other person in that emergency room that had pissed their pants. I was the only one. I immediately shot daggers at my dad, and my dad looked at me. He goes, you wouldn't have come, would have you, if I, if I didn't lie to you? And I'm like, you're right. The... The advice, you still don't think I got advice there. The advice, I didn't realize it until I became a parent. Here's what was going on. My mom was home. There is no way my dad could have brought me home to change my pants with my finger not fixed and blood everywhere. Every dad knows that. If you're not a dad, you don't know that. And so the advice was, if your mom, if, if your wife is home and you're with your child and they get hurt, you cannot bring them home until you have it fixed. So I think that's probably the best piece of advice I got from watching from my dad. Your dad's advice was fix that yourself, son. Don't leave it to your wife. That's right. That, that, that's some pretty good advice, I must say. So, I mean, you, you gave some great examples of how your father uh, showed you some things. I, I did give you my father's two kind of sayings, um, one of which is more of a reoccurring joke, but 
I never, I mean, compared to your father, my dad seems to be a blabbermouth, but I, I did not think of him as a, a blabbermouth. And when I was in my uh, late 20s, I had decided that th there's a lot of movies, you know, where, oh, like old grandpappy used to say, or like my dad used to say, I wanted my kids to have something where they could say, like your granddad used to say to their kids. So I came up with a saying based on my experience from taking hundreds of miles of road trips. I, I drove through every state east of the Mississippi and uh, on multiple occasions. So, I mean, every state. And I noticed one thing to be true, no matter what state you were, went, you were in, when you were driving, that nothing causes traffic like a cop. And that became my saying and my piece of advice to my children. And I know that many times they're there for this, for our safety, and that's why they're holding up traffic when there's a car pulled over or a three-car pileup. But you would drive by an accident with no cop, and people drove by it. You drive by the same accident with cops, and boy, would it get trafficked up. Not to mention sometimes everyone's going 90, and then there's a cop on the side of the road, and you slow down to 50, so you don't get your ticket. So that became my saying. Uh, which I've taught my children. I have a few others, but that was my goal in life to have one. And, and that's what it was. Nothing causes traffic like a cop. So you're, so if I were to talk to your kids and say, what, what does your dad always say? It would, that nothing causes traffic like a cop. They would, they would say that unless they say one of the other ones that I've also started to say, but I think if they knew that if you just asked them out of the blue and there was no situation that warranted one of the other ones I may have, they would know that that was their answer. Absolutely. All right. So I, you know, preparing for this podcast, I, I, you know, I asked both my kids. So we're doing something on fatherly advice. What, what advice have I ever given you that was good advice? And my 12 year old daughter, Alex looks at me and she goes, nothing. <laughs> You've never given me any good advice, dad. And I said, well, how can you say that? She goes, because if you gave me good advice, I would have remembered it. And right now I don't remember anything. So, okay. so clearly I failed with her. And then, so then I asked my oldest, my 16 year old, Samantha, and I asked her, you know, what's some good fatherly advice I gave you? And she says, well, well, don't eat the yellow snow. I'm like, I did give you that one. So at least she remembered that one. So, so what you're telling me is Alex is out there eating the yellow snow. Yeah, because she doesn't remember me telling her not to. No, see, Alex doesn't get out much, so I don't have to worry about her eating the yellow snow. It's probably why I would never gave her that advice, to be honest with you. Right. She, was, she wasn't outside playing in the snow, so you didn't have to give it to her. Yeah, um, exactly. That makes sense. So the, the other general piece of advice that I think my children might say, yeah, that's what my dad always says. Now, this one was a piece of advice my friend Aaron gave to me. Aaron is a listener, so... Uh, we're going to test to see if he's a real listener or not, see if he made it in uh, 15 minutes into this episode, because um, he'll know it's him. His yeah, advice you, was, you, you just said his name. Of course he's going to know it's him. Oh, no. I mean, I know more than, I know more than one Aaron, but yes. Oh, okay. And they're all listeners? That's pretty cool. Uh, no, only one is only one is copped up to being a listener, but uh, okay. I digress. He used to say, don't take a piece of paper from a stranger. It's just going to turn into trash. And this is one of those things that are very true. You're walking down the boardwalk. You're walking through Vegas. Is somebody trying to give oh, you yeah. something so you will go <laughs> something? I immediately thought to Vegas. <laughs> yes, yes. 
and you pick up the paper and you look at it and it does you good for about 10 seconds. And then you're like, now what do I do? Cause it's trash. So his advice was never take paper from a trash, uh, never take paper from somebody just turns into trash. And it's one I've given my children on many occasions when I see them about to take the handout from somebody. No, don't, don't, don't even take it. If, if you're that interested, talk to them, but don't take the paper. It just turns into trash. You know, that's a great piece of advice because, um, you know, our kids aren't street smart, right? Nobody's born street smart, but that's part of street smarts. Right? Yes. Because Absolutely. it will be, it will become trash. The, I don't know if you were with us, but there's this one time at a bar at, at Rutgers happy hour. You might've been there. Scarlet pub. We're sitting in there and this guy came in and he started handing cards out. Do you, do you recall this story? So he started, so he started handing out basically a little bit larger than business cards, maybe index cards. And, you know, we're sitting at a table cause it was happy hour and he's, he hands them out to everybody in the bar. And we looked at this and, uh, it said something about, I don't know. He was asking for money and, um, we just crumpled it up <laughs> through to the corner of the, of the table because it was garbage. Right. And then <laughs> little did we know that the guy actually reused those. He came around and collected all of them. If you didn't give him money, he collected all of his cards back and, and we had torn it, not torn it up, but rolled it up in a ball, but in any event. So yes, don't accept paper from a stranger. I would agree. Excellent. I, I'm glad you like my sound advice. So, so I, you know, there's another, there's a, is a piece of advice I give my kids, but you know, the 12 year old's too young. The 16 year old is a teenager, so she doesn't want to hear it. And, uh, and actually I didn't believe it when my parents told me, but, and we said it on our last episode. Nothing good happens after midnight, right? I've been told that right. so many times, and I, I adamantly disagreed because all the good stuff happened after midnight. But as a parent, I can honestly say there is nothing good that will happen after midnight for my kids. It is, it is one of the, that is one of the most cranky old men in training piece of advice we can give because it is something that when you are living that life, uh, whatever that time is that your parents are talking about, they're probably off by an hour in one direction or another. But the, the, the fact remains, if you're up too late, you're in trouble. You're, you're just doing something you shouldn't be doing. And it will make a good story on a podcast 30 years later, which you can't tell because you want to keep your job. So obviously you shouldn't have been up. I, I would agree. So, I, you know, Sam told me one other piece of advice I gave her. Uh, and for those of you who know me, will will appreciate this. Uh, I, uh, another piece of advice I gave my daughter is that I'm always right, <laughs> and it's true. If you're talking to your kids, I'm always right. You're never going to be right. You're the kid. I'm the dad. I'm right. You're wrong. Now go to your room. You're right. Even when I'm wrong, I'm right. Exactly. I have uh, two other pieces of, of advice I give my kids, and they're both related to what they're going to do when they're adults and getting jobs. So um, the the first one was told to me by uh, a guy I work with who is Albanian, and he claims this is actually uh, an old Albanian proverb. I don't know if it is, so I apologize to the Albanian community if I was lied to, but this is what I was told. Their proverb is, I will work, you can pay me what you want, and I'll work as hard as I want. Pay me what I want, and I'll work as hard as you want. Which I think is a very good thing to remind my kids that, you know, I always tell them, go out there, be a hard worker. But 
if someone's not paying you enough, maybe you should find a new job because you're working really hard. You deserve more. And so then what- the other piece of advice that I thought was very important when my son was 17 and looking to go to college and figure out his career. Um, and like other people were giving him this, other people were giving him this piece of advice. Uh, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I always told my son that that's not a complete saying. The real saying is you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. You do something you're good at that you hate and you'll never let anyone ever underpay you in your life. So again, uh, those are the pieces of advice I gave my child about making a, making a buck and, and work-life balance. I think those are both sort of that work-life balance thing that nobody talks to you about until you're like in a job and you're, mid, you're, you're a mid-tier manager and you're like, right, people start caring about that because they're like, well, we can't pay you really any more money because they'll break the bank. So uh, why don't you look on that work-life balance? So I'm getting my kids ready for that. Yeah, it sounds like you're a better dad than I am. Uh, like I said, my 12-year-old, I gave her no advice and, and all I told my other one is, don't eat the yellow snow and I'm always right. But I, I will say this, I, you know, as they get older, I'm going to have to up my, uh, my advice game. So I'm glad you shared that. But what I learned is the Albanians have caused our labor shortage. <laughs> right. Well, I can't, I can't get anybody to come work for me. Now I find out it's because of this Albanian proverb. That may be it. Or it could be that, you know, nobody wants to go to your place of business or, work there in the current environment you know that's that you you, you're in a tough tough racket right now and i I do feel for you i was i was thinking about you today when i was in my basement going man this is supposed to be ed's busiest time of the season and nobody nobody's signing up that's not true though people are they are good for you and and out in the real world COVID doesn't exist. It's on the COVID is on the news and I'm quite positive it's in the hospitals, but you know, go to a movie theater, go to a Celtics game. COVID doesn't exist in the real world. I am. I'm glad to hear that you are getting people to sign up and come to your company. Cause I know this is, I imagine this is a, uh, a key time for you and your sales teams. Yeah, it, it is, but you know, we'll, we'll get through it. Um, that's the advice I tell my kids all the time. Leave daddy alone. He's got to get through it. That's not so bad. That's not so bad. Plus, you know, um, they, you know, you know, don't say you're not as good as a father as I am. You have other things that you're doing I am positive of. Not to mention, maybe the advice needs to not come from you, but from uh, that's why you have two parents. Maybe your wife is the one who's given all the good advice. While you, while you, while you show as she tells. Well, you're absolutely right because you have boys and I have girls, right? So the other piece of advice that I think is great advice that I give my daughters, and they clearly don't think it's great because they don't, they didn't remark on it, is that boys are stupid. I tell them this all the time. Boys are stupid. and They're the dumbest things on earth until they get out of college, and they should avoid them until they're out of college. And after that, then maybe they can start to spark up a conversation with them. That's the advice I give my daughters. That that's not bad advice. As, as a matter of fact, I give that advice to my my youngest son's girlfriend. I tell <laughs> Alex's girlfriend all the time, "You are crazy to be with this kid. He's an idiot. He's a total <laughs> idiot." So so here we are. Here we have it. We have it from the horses of a dad's mouth, ma- of boy dad's mouth, that boys are stupid. I'm gonna I'm gonna now. My daughter has to listen to this podcast. <laughs> See, it's not just me always being right. This time I actually really am right. 
Absolutely. Like I said, I, I, I tell his girlfriend all the time, you're really nice. Thank you for coming to my house. You laugh at my jokes. You're great. This kid's an idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> That's great. But, you know, the, the flip side is if you make her listen, keep letting her listen. If they're all idiots, maybe he's just relatively smart. Ah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's the problem. If they're all stupid, right? There's always going to be the least stupid of the bunch, right? That's right. That's right. So I guess that's the goal. If you're a boy out there, the goal is to be the least stupid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh you know, like, you know, it's funny. There's other pieces. This just reminded me of one more other piece of advice I gave my son. Um, so I don't know. We got a few minutes. This might be a little tangential. I don't know if your daughter's friends call you anything, you know, or if they just walk in the house and say hello. I think we've had this conversation before. My son's friends, they can't figure out what to call me. His girlfriend still just goes, hi, how are you? But I, I told him, you make sure you call her father by his mister and his last name. And you shake his hand the first time you meet him and every other time until you don't have to anymore. And he, he does. He, she has a last name that's a little harder to pronounce than even mine, and, and he's got it down, and he calls the parents Mr. and Mrs. the last name until they said, no, no, you can just call us Mr. and Mrs. M. So he took yeah. that advice. Um, yeah, I, I think that's good advice. I think it, it serves two purposes. It, it does show respect, but it also lets the kid know he should be afraid. Yeah, yeah. He should show a lot of respect to his, uh, his girlfriend's parents. So absolutely. Yeah, th that hasn't happened yet. The boy hasn't come home yet. Uh, but I, I feel bad for the first one because it's all going to be like a practice exercise for me. You know, you know, just trying out trying out new tricks on how can I best scare him. Um, oh, this poor kid. Yeah. This poor it, kid. Because you're right. For you, uh, even even as the even as a father of uh, of boys when they bring home uh, females, girls. It's been like practice. How do I most make this girl feel comfortable? How do I help her feel comfortable around my wife? Because, you know, girls are just as afraid of the mother as boys are of the father. Yep. It, it, it's work. It's work. And uh, I don't think I've been successful yet. And I've had a few uh, sons, girlfriends to practice with. So, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, you might want to reword that you've had a few girlfriends, sons to practice with. So next time you, we do this podcast, maybe you can say that a little. How cleaner. about a few unlikely but potential daughter-in-laws to practice Ooh, with? Well, how about that? All right. Look at you. Already got your kids married off. <laughs> trying, Ed, trying. Meanwhile, meanwhile, my daughters are going to live with me forever by choice. My choice. Because <laughs> I'm not letting them out. <laughs> I, I bet the missus has something to say about that. I'm just saying Oh, I don't know. She might like them around forever, too. We'll see. All right. Well, this podcast can't go on forever, Ed. So with that, I'm going to wrap this up. I want to thank you all for listening to us. Remember, the charm is that we suck. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Samsung, Spotify. Go ahead, if you're on Apple or one of the other forums, that you rate us, rate us, like us, leave comments, share us with your friends. Ed, any parting words? Come on our podcast and tell stories. It'll get you fired from your job. We'd love to have you on. So just give us a call. We'll get you on next episode. 